0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show.
1: Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan.
0: Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out
2: Bishop the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand
0: atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world... Oh, oh, are you serious? Blair, Jack, Get ready for the NBA. And even something not happening in the sports world.
2: So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year?
1: I think I'd rather have a tooth
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
2: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online... Worldwide at MidKansasOnline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular man in McPherson, the most excited man in McPherson, the most ready man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Charge. Before I ask you my second question, which will be, are you ready? My first question is, are you okay?
0: <laughs> Steve suffered
2: an injury last night. Are you going to make it? I'll, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Now, will you explain to the people what happened? I, when they see you limping around White Auditorium today, I think they're well, going to want I, to have an really answer. Well, I'm really not
1: limping. Though. Yeah,
2: we'll see. But but in the middle of the night, I had to get up. To
1: get, you know, old people have to get up, and get a drink of water. And, <laughs> yeah, that's and, it. And, and and things like that. And uh, you know, I'm blind as a bat without my glasses. Well, I didn't turn on the light. I didn't turn on, or didn't put my glasses on. And you know, nor and I was real. I'd been in a coma almost. I was sleeping so hard. And I got up, and I. I was going to the, you know, getting up to get some water, and I hit my toe right on the corner, you know, of, of my hallway, apparently. And absolutely, blood just started gushing everywhere. <laughs> I must have hit it just right. There must have been a little nail maybe sticking out of the board or something, and I caught it on that because it just tore my toe. And do they have a black toe and
2: kind of limping around? Well, Steve, that was the first of what could have been. I'm a gamer, though. You are a gamer. I'll be ready. This is your Jordan flu game. That's right. Steve almost suffered a tragic accident yesterday as well. Steve and I went over and watched some basketball in Emporia on the boys' side at the 5A state tournament yesterday. And when we were leaving, we were crossing the main street in Emporia. I think it's 6th Street. And... We were going out. We waited for one car to go by, and there's another group of them coming. But we were in the clear. The first one was getting ready to turn. All of a sudden, that turn signal went off, and this truck starts revving at us. And Steve has told me several times that back in his high school and junior high and elementary school days that his nickname was The Blur. Well, Steve about had to pick it up into fifth gear to have a chance to not get hit by the I had it throttled down, and then...
1: When that uh, truck started speeding, it was almost like I was in his sights. (laughs) So I shifted into overdrive and no pull hammy. So... You if know, you would have not...
2: pulled your hamstring in the oh. middle of that road, oh, yeah. I think you would have just rather been run over. I and... been road, I would have been roadkill. <laughs> I think that's what you would have rather I have would have, happened. I would have been roadkill. Well, Steve, before we talk about this monster matchup today between McPherson and St. Thomas Aquinas, the girls' side of the 5A semifinals, it is going to be one heck of a game at 3 o'clock. Before we talk about that, I wanted to give us a chance to talk about what we saw yesterday in terms of the boys' side of the 5A state tournament. Because this was a weird experience for you, because normally you are at the boys' state tournament. There are not very many times where you have not been at the boys' state tournament for McPherson's classification. And what we saw yesterday, we saw the first three games with Mays, who was undefeated in the number 1 seed. We saw them beat St. James with ease. Then we saw Andover Central, who we saw earlier this year beat McPherson by 11. Really play well against Pittsburgh. And then in the third game, Bishop Carroll, who beat McPherson in the sub-state final, looked like a team that could, repeat, win it all in 5A. It was very impressive, the three wins that we saw from those three teams. And let's face it, those three teams are really, really good.
1: Well, if you go to midkansasonline.com, I've got a column posted on our sojourn over there. But uh, starting in game one, um, Mays undefeated. They got the best player in the state, Caleb Grill. And after I saw that game, I said, go ahead and give Mays the championship trophy because they were that good. And they execute, their, they, they have some good sides inside. Grill is just a springy, about what, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, probably.
2: Maybe a little less.
1: Yeah, maybe a little less, but boy, he can sky. Uh, he can really get up there. they got a big, solid inside guy. They had five players scoring double figures, played pretty good defense. But then Andover Central comes out. Now, we saw Andover Central.
2: We knew what they
1: were going we, to be like. We life. knew what they were like. We've seen them the last couple of years at State, at 4A, and uh, they shot the lights out. Xavier Bell, uh, uh, Easton them, uh, Braden Belt, they combined for 67 points in that game. <laughs> Andover Central just turned on the Jets and today now right after us our game is Mays and Andover Central. That would be a championship game any other year, but that's just in the semifinal round. So then we saw Bishop Carroll and we saw Carroll on Saturday. And we were
2: very familiar with them. We talked with their coaches yesterday yeah, afternoon yeah, because yeah. we just saw them a week ago. Yeah,
1: you know, we've gotten to know Mike Dominic and the Vance Lee, really funny guy. Vance Lee's hilarious. He's he's one of their assistant coaches. And the way they played against Bonner Springs, I'm like, holy cow, who's gonna beat Carroll? I mean, they're <laughs> passing it was it was a layup drill. They they scored twenty eight points and were up twenty-one after the first quarter. Now they got in foul trouble. They had to go to their bench in the second quarter, and Bonner Springs, they play if just remember the Dodge City game. That that's the kind of pace that Bonner plays at. It's almost like they invite you to score so they can get the ball and get back up the court and beat you down the court. They scored thirty in the second quarter. But this was all Bishop Carroll. And uh, the only real downer, the big kid, the Becker kid, may have hurt his sprained his knee or torn it. We don't know for sure. But I'm guessing he's out because he was really limping around after the game. If he plays, he's going to be gutting it out because he was in serious pain when he went down. And it was on a rebound. He didn't even really get touched. He went up and came down, landed wrong on a rebound. So though, we didn't see the last game, Baser Linwood. We watched Baser Linwood warm up. And they look like a bunch of mountains out there. They're just huge. They're, good. they're big. They're huge. They outscored Salina Central eighteen to one in the fourth quarter to win by fourteen. Central. And had it was a,
2: a painful eighteen to one. Yeah,
1: we were listening to the game on the way home, and Central just could not throw it in the ocean. And uh, and the announcer was losing his mind that they couldn't get a call, and <laughs> and uh, it was just all going uh, Baser's way. Remember, McPherson saw Baser in the championship game a few years ago. Both. That's the year the Bullpups were undefeated. I think it was Kyler Kenneman's senior year. Baser was undefeated, and the Bull Pups won that game. And, and uh, you know, Baser's had a tremendous program for a long time. So, in retrospect, I think the Bull Pups this year finished about where they deserved. Yeah. We, we saw those eight teams, and honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, of course, on any given night, the Bull Pups could have beat any of those teams. Right. But if they played a 10-game series against those teams, I'm not sure they would have won a series against any of those schools.
2: It would have been a really, really hard year. Yeah. Just because of how good Class and, and, 5A and, and is. This, and
1: remember, this McPherson team wasn't the team of the last five years. You know, they had a brand almost a brand. I'm
2: telling you, last year's team that was good and, oh. w- and had Ben Pyle and Mason they, they could have
1: replaced Baser. Could you imagine Mays, Andover Central, Carroll, and McPherson's team from last year as a Final Four? I yeah, mean, five, that would have been tough. And for I that wrote in my column, you know, we went up to we we used to be in five a every year, and I think this is a this has got to be kind of an aberration year for five a because so many teams are just so good. But as I pointed out, just look at the teams that are there; they're either Wichita teams or Kansas City area teams, and those big, you know, those Kansas City schools. There's such an explosion, population explosion in the Kansas City area. You've got a ton of five a schools with, you know, major – they have big-time college talent on a lot of those teams. So, man, I, I came away impressed, and and I'm sure, if, you know, if the any McPherson fans that saw that, they had to be impressed. And, boy, what a pair of great semis on the boys' side today. I like Mays to beat Andover Central. I just – you can't trust Andover Central to shoot the ball as well as they did yesterday. Mays is just a solid – you know, they, they can attack inside. And then I like Carroll – which is the 7th seed, by the way, to beat Baser. Again, we didn't see Baser. We just saw him warm up. But we've you know, we've seen Baser at the 4A level. And I think last year, didn't Miage knock Baser out in the sub-state maybe or something like that? I think that? they
2: beat Bonner Springs in okay. the sub-state. Okay.
1: But Baser, I don't remember. Baser, I don't think, was at the state tournament last year, if I recall.
2: No, they were not at the 4A right. state tournament. Steve, it's going to be a very exciting weekend of basketball. And we'll dive fully into McPherson and Aquinas coming up today. But in terms of what you've been saying for the last month, saying the West is the best. On the boys' side, I think you were right. Yeah. I think I think the three teams that advance to the semifinals out of the West are really, really good. And Salina
1: Central had the lead in the fourth quarter and did not win, so it was almost a sweep for the West.
2: And Salina Central is really good. On the girls' side, it was a little bit of an aberration that Blue Valley Southwest was able to win, that Schlegel was able to win, and that Goddard and Wichita Heights did not win. So, as we evaluate the East versus the West, I think in five A, it is the West that is the better right. side.
1: Because everybody we talked to that saw the last two games, we didn't really, on the girls' side, uh, they said really the better team probably didn't win. That uh, I mean, they did win. You know, the best team on that day won. But the, probably the better team overall, Wichita Heights, everyone told me that Heights was better and they just basically blew it against Schlegel. They just took a lot of bad shots in the fourth quarter. And then Blue Valley, Southwest, Goddard, that was kind of a push all the way anyway. We we kind of thought the one team that could lose was Goddard from the West. Yeah. And they, they only lost by two. So anyway, I, I still go with the West being the best because in those first three boys' games,
2: the West dominated all three of those games. I also really, really like this Emporia location for 5A. Yeah. And at first, the thought might have been a little different, but for the 5A teams, it is a really good central location. And the
1: atmosphere
2: is so much... awesome. It
1: is so much better. At, for one thing, it's not as big. The other thing, it's so loud. The acoustics aren't... It's a 79-year-old barn is what it is, and... It's, you know, they've got their city offices in part of the building. I think the, I think the jail's underneath. I think the jail's underneath the court. So, uh, you know, if any convicts escape, you know, they'll be running on the court or something like that. But, uh, no, it, it, it's so loud in there. The PA guy gets all charged up. Uh, it's a little cramped for media. Uh, you know, it's it's a little tight in there. I need to lose some weight then.
2: Yeah, we're, well, we're, we're, we are cramped in there. Well,
1: yeah, and we, we really are cramped in there, but... Uh, Uh, It's just a great setting. They
2: don't have a handicap ramp. And and you you almost
1: need a road map when you go out into the halls because there's a lot of nooks and crannies in this different areas and corners. And it's just a real cool place to
2: watch a basketball game. But for me, just in terms of time to get to this venue, I'll just go through the boys. St. James, about an hour 15. Mays, about an hour 15, hour 30. Pittsburgh maybe a little less than two. Yeah. And over Central, maybe an hour. I bet they can zip up I-35 real easy from there. Right. Bishop Carroll, hour 15, hour and a half. Bonner Springs about the same. Baser Linwood about the same. Salina Central's a little bit awkward. They're probably the furthest on the boys' side. Right. But this is such a central location because, like you said, it's Wichita, it's the Kansas City area that have the most 5A schools. Right. And for 6A... Wichita is a pretty good spot for it. I think they could probably even afford to be in a Salina or Topeka, but I think Wichita is a good central location. Mm -hmm. I think 4A is in a pretty good central location, but 5A feels like it's perfect because it's not too far for anybody. And that's why I think today, especially in these semifinal games, we are going to have massive crowds. I I
1: think you're going to see 3,500 probably. The only downer about White Auditorium, The parking's horrendous. It's not great. It is not great. The streets are not great. There's, you know, uh, you got to park on the side streets and their parking lots are very cramped. So I would, of course, the McPherson fans will be there early. They should be able to get good parking spots because McPherson plays a three o'clock game.
2: That's true. It's going to be a whole lot of red in Emporia today. And we are so excited about making this trip over there. The state semifinals, the first game of the day coming up at 3 o'clock between McPherson and St. Thomas Aquinas. Steve will take our first break. When we come back, I want to dive into this matchup and what the Bullpups will have to do to reach the state championship game coming up on Saturday. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
2: back of this afternoon, according to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, what a day. This is the weekend that we look forward to the most of probably any other weekend of the year, especially for McPherson basketball fans, because let's face it, they are in this position a lot going into a Friday night in a semifinal, in this case, a Friday afternoon, a semifinal for this McPherson girls team taking on St. Thomas Aquinas. And I've pointed it out a couple of times. But it is very rare that you will see two teams that are defending state champions battling it out in a state semifinal or even a state championship game or, for that matter, even the regular season. This is rare ground to see these types of programs, these types of teams that have been so good getting to play each other. And this is a matchup of two teams that I think are very similar in the fact that they are very good They have a a swagger, a confidence. They've got a mystique whenever they walk on the floor. But these are two teams that play a very different brand of basketball, where Aquinas is a pressure, pressure, pressure defense. Do not let up for one single second. Right. While the Bullpups, they do play some very good pressure defense, but the majority of their strength is getting out and running, and especially on offense, being able to run in transition and making threes. So this is a different Brand of basketball for both of these teams, but I think we've got a great game in store today. It's
1: going to come down to pace. The Bullpups will want to play faster. Aquinas is more of a half-court team. They've got a terrific post player, uh, the 6'3 freshman. Her name is Beatrice Culleton. Beatrice, Beatrice can flat-out play. I mean, she can play. She had I think eighteen and eight in the first round. She gets down on the block. She's got great touch around the basket. Uh, they got the skeleton girl, a very good guard. But I think where the Bullpups have to match they've got to match the confidence. And of course, coming off a state championship, McPherson should have confidence. But I
2: And when you've won nineteen games in a row, you should right, feel pretty You confident. should have a lot of
1: confidence. But uh I you know, everyone watching this Aquinas team on Wednesday was like, Wow. Wow. <laughs> this is I mean, we've seen Bishop Miege for how many years now? But this Aquinas team, because they play so hard, and I think that's the difference between Miege and Aquinas, this Aquinas team I think plays harder than Miege did.
2: There are a lot of comparisons between Bishop Miege and St. Thomas Aquinas. At least what people have been asking me, and I asked Coach Strathman about this, and saying you've seen this Miege team over and over and over again, how do they compare to St. Thomas Aquinas? And let's face it, you and I are very comfortable with the Miege personnel, I think the players certainly were. The fans even got to the point where they knew everybody oh, yeah. that was on the they floor. They knew for the Verhulst
1: girls were Jim Baker's granddaughters, and they knew the Gonzalez twins. They knew Faith Hawthorne in the middle. I mean, every, we
2: knew their personnel like the back of our hand. But one thing that Coach Transman said is, yeah, we knew the Miage personnel, and we were so comfortable with them. We kept playing them and playing them. Yeah. Now you face another very good team like St. Thomas Aquinas – that they are not comfortable with. They've never played them. They haven't played this style in a very long time. And this is a St. Thomas Aquinas team that they're not very deep. They're typically 6 to 7 deep. Right. But the 6 to 7 that play are all extremely well, good. Well,
1: and they've got great cohesiveness, you know, especially defensively. They play great team defense, great help defense. And my uh, one of my concerns going into today is how well the bullpups handle the ball against their pressure. The queen of calm, Lakin Shefreak, has been unbelievably stellar. But I got a feeling they're going to be doubling her every time she crosses midcourt. The bullpups are going to have to handle the basketball. they got to keep their turnovers, I think, in the 10 to 12 range. If they're over 12 turnovers, I think Aquinas is in good shape.
2: And Coach Strathman simply said when it came down to three-point shooting, They've got to make shots today. right? And, and in the one matchup that McPherson lost this year to Derby, they lost that game 47-35. to 35. 35 points is the fewest points that they've scored in a game this season. And part of that was that they did not make shots. And Derby and Aquinas, to me, are very similar. Aquinas doesn't make... They didn't... What were they, two of... 16? They were three of eleven from three. Three of eleven, okay. Three of eleven. They from three. held May South to two out of six. That's from what I. Okay, three. that's a stat. But Aquinas and Derby to me are the two best defensive teams right. in the state. That they play so hard defensively, and they're also similar that it's hard to play inside against them, right? Because they are so long and strong inside. Where you compare a Kennedy Brown at six foot six with long arms. To a Beatrice Culleton, who's just a freshman, but has a very similar opportunity as Kennedy Brown to be so good defensively. Did you see that Derby allowed 26 points yesterday to Shawnee Mission Northwest? I did not see It that. was 25 or 26, somewhere At least they didn't play your range. mighty Olathe East Hawks. Well, they probably wouldn't have won. <laughs> but it was a state record for the fewest points scored in a state tournament game. Well,
1: yeah. This is, you know... Derby was pointing all year toward a perfect season and But I think Derby is very similar to this Aquinas. Team. Yeah, I do too. I do too because cause Derby wasn't deep. No, they were not deep. Derby didn't shoot the three particularly. They don't,
2: they don't score. They're not they're not a big time offense. Yeah, team. but they're
1: so good defensively, and that's the common thread between these two teams. Now, if the Bullpups have one of those nights where they're lighting it up from three, Grace Pyle, Emma Ruddle, Hannah Hageman, Lakin Sheepreak, if they're hitting those threes.
2: We got ourselves a real good chance to win. And this is a game where McPherson and St. Thomas Aquinas, you can be guaranteed that they've done their homework. Right. Where Coach Hetzel, he's been at Aquinas for 21 seasons. Him and Coach Strathman, I don't know if you would call them friends, but they are acquaintances in the business, and they talk to each other all the time. I'm sure they were putting together some nice game plans for Bishop Miege oh, last I'm sure, year. I'm sure. I'm sure that you they think were... Coach
1: Strathman said, "Whatever you need on
2: Miege will help you out." <laughs> I, I think Coach Hetzel was probably the biggest rooter for the Bullpups against Miege last year in the state championship game. So they've been able to be very comfortable with each, with each other's programs, and they will know each other's personnel. I'm sure that Coach Hetzel made a trip down to McPherson at some point to see them. Coach Strathman has seen the Saints play live. This is going to be a great test of scouting reports. And let's just hope the
1: game lives up to the hype. Because so often the game doesn't live up to the hype. Um,
2: I can think of one that did last March.
1: Yeah, Aquinas Aquinas and May South, there was a lot of hype around that game because May South was actually undefeated on the court. And,
2: boy, they got shellacked. I mean, May South got shellacked by Aquinas. I know one thing that I'm going to want to talk about at the beginning of our broadcast, Steve, is... Finding ways to do the, quote, impossible. To dethrone the kings, or I guess the queens, of basketball. Where the Bullpups were able to do that last year against the Bishop Miege team that not many people thought they were going to beat. And now an opportunity today against St. Thomas Aquinas, number one in 5A East, taking on the number one team in 5A West. McPherson Aquinas, two of the best three programs in state history. And the Bullpups have a chance to keep moving up those leaderboards and they've got to keep this separation from Aquinas. Right.
1: And, and the thing is everybody we talked to yesterday said, this is the championship game. No disrespect to the six and seven seeds that made it in the other semifinal, which was pretty stunning, but these are the two best teams and the champion will actually probably be crowned today. Now, if one of these teams, you know, goes on to the championship game tomorrow and loses you know I'm going to have to eat my words, but I just don't see it happening.
2: I haven't looked quite deep enough at the other semifinal matchups today, whether it's girls or boys, throughout the rest of this state, but I think you would be hard-pressed to find a matchup better than what this one is going to be between McPherson and St. Thomas Aquinas. Two huge names how, how, how and the about, 3 how, o'clock primetime how, slot. How about
1: Mays and Andover Central and the boys' semi That's another good one. Oh yeah, that'll be great.
2: I'll tell you, the first two games today at White Auditorium, they're worth Double admission today. I'm excited for the fourth game of the day, too, with Bishop Carroll Oh yeah, taking on we will be Baser long, Linwood. We, we will be long back, by the way. We'll, we'll probably be on the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Steve, we'll take one final break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by...
2: Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joiner, Steve Sell. Steve, it is a state semifinal Friday. We've got a state championship Saturday coming up tomorrow, but so many great games going on, whether it's at Coke Arena, whether it's Tony's Pizza Event Center, the Hutch Sports Arena. What about Gross Memorial Coliseum in Hayes? Teutons. What about United Wireless Arena out of Dodge City? Yeah, you mentioned the Inman Boys trying to get back to the state championship game. And they are going to have a really tough test in the title game if they make it. And they have a tough test tonight with Ness City. That's the eight fifteen game out at Hayes. I
1: feel good about the Teutons tonight, though. They really lit it up that first game. They're comfortable now at uh, Gross Coliseum. You know that uh, uh, the last person out today has to turn out the light because the in- 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 Inman is going to empty out today. There won't be anybody in Inman. Will anybody be at the Inman Harvest Cafe? I don't know. Polly, my girl Polly down there. So, hey, Inman Harvest Cafe, always one of my favorite places to go. And I just think the, it's going to be very quiet around Inman tonight
2: because they play the late game. And then hopefully it's very loud at, like, 10 o'clock in celebration of people running around well, the streets. Well, I, I
1: think everybody will be staying in Hayes
2: and just, <laughs> you know, staying the night at Hayes. And if the Teutons win, then they'll be in the same boat as the Bullpups taking on another... Private school, another Catholic school. It's a, a battle of the Catholics and, again in 2A. But a, but a team they've already played this year. Hutch Trinity taking on St. Mary's Colgan out of wow. Pittsburgh. What a matchup, Two at Great it. programs yeah. there. 6A boys, I'll just run through them real quick for you. Washburn Rural taking on Wichita Southeast. Blue Valley Northwest, who has been one of the best teams in 6A recently, taking on Shawnee Mission South. Derby against Washburn Rural. Olathe Northwest against Topeka. The mighty Olathe East Hawks couldn't get it done, Steve. Ugh, very disappointing. 4A boys, wow, what a great year it would have been for the McPherson oh, boys man. at 4A. are you kidding me? Wichita Trinity against Piper, Augusta against Chapman. On the girls' side, Bishop Miege against Baldwin, two teams we're very familiar with. Nickerson against Piper. In 3A boys, it'll be Beloit against Perry LeCompton, Gerard versus TMP. 3A girls, Cheney versus Nemaha Central. Norton against Royal Valley. 2A girls, Wabunsi against Garden Plain. Sterling against Wachini. And then 1A boys, Osborne against the St. John Tigers. Cowboy. Cowboy. Yeah. And Central Plains taking on Caldwell, 1A Girls, Central Plains against whoever they would want to play, Thunder right. Ridge, well, yeah, Waverly, the, and Hanover. The,
1: the 1A tournament's just a formality because Central Plains is going to win both of them. Don't fight out the Fighting
2: Tigers of St. John. Well,
1: Clint's already, you know, Clint Kinneman's the coach at St. John, and if they do... Don't count Clint, them out. If they play Central Plains, they've lost to them already, what, two times already, I think, this year. But I, I, I'm really hoping that... Our good friend Jake Sims up with Augusta. Yeah. Uh, used to be Kent Galva boys coach. Uh, you know, he's he's at Augusta now. That's his alma mater. Hope they win tonight, make the championship It'd be game. awesome to see them win. Yeah, because I think
2: Piper is going to be in the finals on the other side. Should be a fun day of basketball coming up today. 3 o'clock is when everything begins. And, of course, that is McPherson against St. Thomas Aquinas. White Auditorium will take the air at about 230 Steve, do you have any parting words today for the Bullpup fans about to make this trip to Emporia? Get there early so you can get, get... the car now. Yeah. Go, go, go. Well, I don't know about now, but uh, get well, it's the... about twelve fifty-five?
1: So <laughs> get, go, go, go. Yeah, get yeah get there early if you want to. If you don't want to have to walk as
2: far as we did or sprint like we did yesterday. Well, Steve almost got hit by a car. I was well, very nervous. That's for That's true. Well, I... and, and Steve, as the gentleman he is, he was walking on the inside. He would have taken the brunt of the car.
1: Kind of like the running back that you know. He 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 just. He's barely out running the guy, and then all of a sudden he looks back, and he says, tch, tch, puts it in the overdrive. Yeah. That's what I did. It, it
2: was very similar to that. <laughs> if you can picture that, that's exactly what Steve 62
1: did. 62-year-old man
2: sprinting. Oh, it, it was it was beautiful. <laughs> all right, we'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll see you in Emporia this afternoon.
0: According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Nextech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.